Leave the guest in with our fans. Welcome to the Villa Ever podcast. I'm your host, Chase Chad Williams. First, first of all, we get started. Start. If you to this Chase channel, please hit subscribe. We're completely free. And you can, you can follow me all audio, audio platforms as well. This evening, I'll join my special guest, guest Greg Evans, who is a writer on Athletic. He covers as little but he covered Aston Villa for many years. Also, also regular, regular for the 1874 podcast we've done by Bardell. Greg has previously been on the show, show before, back in March, which was a start of my podcasting journey. It's a memorable podcast. So go and check that, check that out. I'll be doing the Pratch Talk show. Brentford versus Aston Sunday is a 2pm kickoff. Aston Villa go to this guy. Through the middle of the big boys and our title contenders. It's a sorted part of the big man. That's the fun to enjoy these moments. And we just need to face it. Who knows where has created City Street Villa Park? I can't wait to see what the people hold. I'm glad to be on the show tonight, like Ryan. Ian. Hello, Chad. I'm glad to be on the show tonight. How are you? Oh, I'm very good, thank you. Sorry, you just cut out there. Yeah, I'm great. Thanks for having me back on the show, and and um, it's great to see the setup now that that, you, that you've got going here and. Yeah, I, w- I can't believe it was all the way back in March that I was last on. That feels like a very long time, a uh, very long time ago. But actually, it's gone really quick. Um, so yeah, yeah. Thank, thanks, for, thanks for having me back, and uh, great to see what you're doing here. Cool. So, oh, reading your, your article, the athletic. I enjoy watching you with Dan Bard as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have a we have a good relationship, me and Dan. We try and have a laugh together on the uh, on the podcast. So at the start of this season, I started covering Liverpool a little bit more than, than Villa now. And I still write about Villa and I still go to some of the games, but I mainly report on Liverpool now. But we, we kept the podcast going um, and I'm glad we did because, uh, you know, it's been a great season for, for Villa so far. Also, congratulations to see what you're Sorry, say that again? Should I be the my wife, yeah, she had a baby. Yeah, uh, it was in uh, twelve weeks, you know, eleven weeks ago now. So yeah, I'm just getting used to uh, being the dad. It's all a new experience, but it's all good fun. Yeah. I'm sure you did a great job. No, thanks very much. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can tell by how I'm looking. If I'm looking tired, then you know I'm struggling. That's fair enough. Well, I think before we get to some other talking points, I talked about the Arsenal guy last weekend. Yeah. We recorded our 15th consecutive pretty home victory. 
first time it's ever, ever been on in a larger thought thought year history. So so what what's your estimate from the Arsenal? I mean, look, I, I thought that I thought the, the the performance was very different to the to the Man City game. Um, I thought Villa were fantastic against Man City. You know, the, the best I've probably ever seen them play. Um, it was just a totally complete performance, and to do that against that level of opposition, I just found it, you know, fantastic, unbelievable to watch almost. Um, so I always thought it would be a little bit difficult for Villa going into the Arsenal game. What three days later, um, I, I, th- I thought that they would. There would be times during the game that they were going to struggle, that they'd have to really dig in and suffer and and show a different side to their game if they were going to go and get the result. So I think that looking at the two teams, I thought that Arsenal were the better team, but fair play to Villa for you know for showing a different side to their game and and look, you know. <sighs> Maybe we'll get onto the the, the the title challenge question at, at some point, but Villa are in the race now for the for the title. You know, make no mistake about that. Whether they will go and succeed and and become champions, we'll have to wait and see. But they're they're very much in it, and teams have to teams that go champions they win in different ways and i think villa are showing that this season but look, there's a long way to go but why not why not get excited because uh, it's very rare that we see a run of results like they've had at the moment does it because we should dare to dream exactly yeah i mean and, and why not you know if, 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 if villa keep winning games then, then 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 why not you know the supporters are, are loving it at the moment so um, you know, they're just going to ride. They're just going to ride with it until it takes them. Because we thought Arsenal still go. So I think it was a tougher game. But it was a City game again. Yeah, it, it, it was tougher in different ways, wasn't it? I think because they had to sort of go again so quickly after Man City. That's why I thought it made it a little bit harder. Um, and Arsenal had the full-strength team out. If you remember, Man City had a... You know, a couple of players out, which made it a little bit easier for Villa. But you know, Arsenal had the full team, and and they went and beat them. So, another incredible, incredible result. It's fantastic, I think, all round team performance. Well, I think every single player on the on the pitch, they gave it their everything. They found it for their lives, and I'm putting bodies, bodies on the line as well. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what supporters want to see first and foremost, isn't it? You know, they want to see their team really fighting and, and giving everything. Um, and the good thing about this Villa group is that they can do that, but they also have a bit of quality as well. And that's what's helping them get so many points on the board. Because all, all scoring at the start of the game, that definitely shot shots though. It's the time then. Yeah, definitely. I think it was a clever idea for for Villa to attack the halt end, um, you know, first, and then and then really put it on Arsenal early on to get the goal and then build on that. I think Villa are the only team in the Premier League that haven't conceded any points or, have, or at least haven't lost um, after going ahead. So they back themselves now. If they get an early goal, they know they can go and hold it out. And we haven't seen that really from from Villa for for a very long time until Unai Emery came in and. The way he's got the players drilled, they know exactly what they've got to do. Every single player knows his role and responsibility. And if they can execute that, um, if they can each 
do exactly what's required, then you know, it typically it leads to wins as we're as we're seeing this season. Can we imagine on the game goal? I don't think it spoke about it enough. It didn't get credit on, I don't think. Amazing goal, wasn't it? I mean it involved almost every player. Typical like every goal. It, it just shows, doesn't it? You know, they've, they, the Villa players have worked on those patterns of play over and over and over again for months. You know, so many, so many long, hard training sessions working on various movements, and and that just it just made they made it look easy. They made a really, you know, difficult goal to execute just look so easy. It was brilliant to watch. Okay, the finish was was a, a little bit, a little bit. Um, you know, he had to show something different to, 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 to eventually finish, but the build-up was just, you know, it was a joy to watch. It was so synchronised. Beautiful football. That started from Paul Torres. Yeah, and I think I think what we're seeing with Torres now is his ball-playing qualities. You know, when Villa are in possession, to have someone like Paul Torres who can spread the ball around and make those progressive passes forward um, he's really helping Villa in their attacking by now. He's got the Paul Torres. He's got great ability on the, on the ball. He's just ping, ping these passes with his passing range. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's why Emery wanted him so much. You know, he knew that he could be a real key player in the in the way that Villa build up from the back. Um, and okay, there's a, there's a few things that he probably needs to still do better defensively, but. He's turning into a very good signing for Villa. Because in the in the build up to that goal, does it come on and uh, you got Yuri Tierney involved? Then Leon Bayer made the fantastic run, going past Sinchenko. He lets it to the ball in with a great, great cross. Yeah, and and a lovely finish, you know, from the beginning. Does that really well, doesn't he? he? Sort of controls it with his one foot, turns and finishes with the other. You know, um, uses his strength and, and the power of his body to, to put Villa ahead. So yeah, it was a, it was a great start, and then Villa were able to hold on, weren't they? And defended so well. It's one of those goals. goals I'll, I'll, I'll show them over and again. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to talk, talk about the player of the, of the match. The fish went to the Agogo class. Greg, who was your player of the match? Um, I thought Carlos did well. You know, I can understand why he got why why that why he was given to him, but I think McGinn over the two the two games was you know was brilliant. Um, just just a joy to watch. I really I really enjoy. I, I love his story because he's been at the club since two thousand and eighteen. You know, he's one of one of the current owners' first signings. So he's been on this exciting journey where he helped Villa get promoted and then. Um, establish themselves in the Premier League and are now pushing to get into the Champions League. I, I thought he sort of marshalled the midfield really well again and just led by example as the captain. So he's probably my standout player. I think those games, to really John McGinn, he really, really steps up in these, these big games. Yeah, he, I think I think he enjoys them. I think he relishes these big games. You know, he's. I went to his home town um earlier in the year Probably. and yeah and you know he, he's from a family of you know football mad um brothers mm -hmm. there's, there's there's three brothers they they all play 
um, to, at various varying levels. And, you know, the mom and dad go and take it in turns to, to go and watch the sons each week. And, you know, it's just great to see him come from such humble, you know, beginnings and, and to see where he is now. And the, the thing I like the most about McGinn is just that he's remained so grounded, so down to earth, so likeable, so friendly um, through all of this. Uh, so, yeah, just just a great guy and, you know, fantastic that he's that he's achieving so much in his career now. He's my favourite player, John. John. Is it? Yeah. So you can see it on the back of the end of my John, John McGinn shirt. <laughs> I like it, yeah. What's the other one, Chad? I can't quite make it. Oh, please. It's, it's like a podcast t shirt. Oh, fantastic. So you managed to get a few of those printed off, have you? Yeah, I used it all. I'll do it on Amazon. Man. Right, Maybe right. In the, in the future, I'm going to look after the merchandise in the future. Yeah, yeah, good idea. I like the little Christmas decorations as well up there. Yeah, thank you. Very fantastic. <laughs> Looking good. Well, yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, I think I'll try and begin in that game. Not because he scored, but as well as one, he was an incredible, incredible game. He's definitely in the, in the mood. And he run, I, I like that his runs up as well. Drive the team forward. He was in arse problems. But physically, he was very strong. Use his body. Because you saw yeah. the press his arsenal. So. Use use got a bit of everything in his game, hasn't he? He's got he's got all the, all these. Also, so with East Arsenal, into a few stakes as well. But I'm really impressed with uh, John McGinn. He's showing maturity now. He's showing excellent leadership points. As captain, or I think. So he's a gifted player. But I'm going to talk about the next bit now, Greg. Greg. Okay. But there was a few VAR decisions. <laughs> um, what, what, what do you mind the humble VAR decision at the end of the game? Yeah, I have to admit, I'm, I'm not a big fan of VAR. Um, I think it's ruining the game. Uh, you know, as, as a football fan and an, and an observer of lots of other games, I just feel like we're talking about it too much. Uh, I feel like too many goals are ruled out now for reasons that wouldn't have been flagged up previously. Um, and I just feel like it's taken away. Bit of the enjoyment and excitement from supporters. Maybe we should get get rid of the art. You think? Well, this is the thing. I, I would like to, I would like to get rid of it, but I haven't got really the. Um, I think we're too. I think we're too deep into it now to get rid of it. But I haven't got the answer of how to fix it. You know, I just think that it's yeah. I'm, I, I I just don't enjoy it so much anymore. But. To answer your question about the handball, yeah, it, it was the right decision. Um, you know, that VAR sort of saved Villa and, and that was a good thing for, from that particular game because um, the goal shouldn't have stood. So, you know, I was, I was pleased that we weren't talking about, uh, you know, another sort of controversial moment in the Villa game from from, from VAR. But I just think across the board, it's, it's, it's not working. You know, there, there needs to be 
lots of adjustments to there's make. There's no consistency with it. No, there's not. If you look at the, um, yeah, couple couple of incidents at, at the at the at the last weekend. You know the the, the challenge on Jesus for Arsenal that wasn't given as a penalty. Yeah, in the Liverpool game that I was watching, um, uh, Gerald Kwanzaa, the Liverpool defender, was a judge to have uh, fouled um, Mateta, and, and and that was a foul. And, and they were very very similar. So you're just thinking if one's given and one's not, that was what was happening in football before VAR. So you know, all for yeah, but I mean, like, for me, VAR was supposed to come in to make everything supposed to, yeah, accurate. It was supposed to be a fix for everything. So there was, there was we did, we weren't, we weren't supposed to be having these conversations now. Well. Well, was it a penalty or wasn't it a penalty? VAR should say it's a penalty or it's not a penalty. But still, we're having these conversations where they're where, where they're controversial and they're dubious, and it's just not working. We used to have a fun game where referees and officials got things wrong, but that was that was part of it. You know, you just human error. Goal um, on technology is good. Good. Yeah, goal on technology is good because there's clarity. There's, there's clear clarity there. There's, the ball is either over the line or it isn't, and the technology tells you whether it's over or it isn't. But but VAR, we're, we're still having decisions that we're debating about. So, yeah, we could talk all day about this. Oh, yeah, that would be a separate one for that. But you know, with Malteta, he's always complaining as usual. Give me an Malteta, like, uh, he always complained about a decision that I think got their game, but the best team won. Oh, I think we've Yeah, I, I I like managers that sort of come out and speak their mind. I, I, I'd much prefer to listen to a manager who says, you know, how he feels rather yes. than doesn't answer the question. Because that can get a bit, a bit annoying for journalists. Um but yeah, it does feel like he's moaning a lot, doesn't it? But I think that's only that, I think that's because he speaks his mind more often than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you're right. You know, Arsenal created a couple of good chances where they probably should have scored, but overall, Villa dug in and, and showed a different side to the game and, and deserved the victory. You make the high Zeus decision should that have been given to Arsenal that decision or not? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've watched this one back again a few times. I, I think he's. He's played for it. I don't really think there's much in it. Yes, there's contact, but you know, it's, it's, I think he knows what's going on there. He's, he's got to tell too. Yeah, he's trying. He's trying to win it for me. For me, not for me. No, I wouldn't give it. Well, you might to be down. I was a little bit nervous in the gap, not not to be a. It's like a heroic performance. I thought. It, yeah, I mean, it was a brilliant week for Villa, wasn't it? Fantastic week. The best week that I can remember as part of a long time. Yeah, exactly. And you know that—that's what you know—that's what supporters are after. They want—they want memories and they want to enjoy following the club. And um, I, I've just come back from from Belgium, where I was covering Liverpool versus uh, Union Saint Saint Gilloas in in, in Um And I was on the 
uh, a connecting flight to from Birmingham to Frankfurt with with quite a few Villa fans on Wednesday. Last year, Liverpool did that. Liverpool last year they played a lot of their youngsters because um, they they'd already topped the group and they'd already qualified. So it was it was a dead rubber for them. So they just uh, put some of the youngsters out. But I, I was I was on the flight with some Villa fans who were connecting um, on the same connecting flight yeah. that I was getting out of Birmingham and they were heading to Bosnia. You know, so happy and. Uh, just, just really, really enjoying being a being a supporter again because I think you know over the last few not a few years but over the last decade there've been some really difficult times supporting Villa so um, you know it's good that the support. That's what the bad times are like. It the good times worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna ask uh, our next question now. Okay. This is another question. Realistically, can I can ask them? Win the Premier League. I'm going to stay consistent with this and say say yes, they can now. Do I think they will? No, I still think Liverpool, Arsenal, and Man City are better equipped than Villa to to get the job done. I just think that strength of the squad, the know how, um, you know, is better in the other three teams. But Villa are playing so well and, and winning so many games that you know who, who's going to sort of back against them at the moment. I think that they have done this now over a long period of 41 games under Emirates. They've picked up 84 points after 41 games. So that shows that they it's it's not just something that's come this season. Um, so for people outside of you know the Midlands that, that think Villa are just having a good season, they're not. They're having a good 12 months. So you know they can sustain this, but I just think the squad, the squad, uh, the strength of Liverpool's squad. I think Man City are used to being in this position and catching up, um, and Arsenal. I, I think they have got a stronger squad than Villa as well. Still, um, so I think the, the real the real challenge for Villa is finishing in the top four and, and trying to get Champions League football. Do you know what I think of Rappers? I think they're good enough for Champions League football. Yeah, me too. But I think that's what's what his target's going to be. Exactly, and it, and the the target from Nasif Sawiris and Wes Edens, the owners, every year is to improve. And since two thousand and eighteen, Villa have pretty much done that every year. Um, and they're at they're at a new level now. They're at a new level where they're trying to stay ahead of Tottenham and Newcastle and Manchester United, but also mixing it up with the real elite clubs in the division. So it's exciting times. You can let the fans what they want. Champions League, they're not sitting in a Just imagine that. I mean, it's all a bit amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be great fun. I think, I think what we'll see in the sort of latter stages of um, uh, of the Europa Conference League, if Villa continue to progress, we'll, we'll see a you know an electric atmosphere at Villa Park as the rounds go deeper, closer towards the final. Um, and look, hopefully that will be a warm up to 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 the Champions League next year, or at worst, you know, the Europa League. Does it go Liverpool? Are they not slightly better? Does it be more wind, wind away from home? And in our way for it, but that thing's terrible. But we need to a lot more away guys with them in total. Yeah, I think a title-winning team would probably need to step up their away form a little bit. Um, so, I mean, Villa's home form is just, you know, it's incredible. It's the best. Well, it's, 
it's literally, it's literally the best in you know world football. I don't think there's any don't think there's any team on a longer uh, a longer winning run. So um, yeah, I'm, I know Man City were previously, but but they've now been halted. So Villa's home form's amazing. They're obviously not going to win as many games away from home because you know no team wins every single game. But if Villa can continue winning at home and picking up points away, that makes sense. Good Manchester as well. I think they will get better, despite what they're actually starting. But what you said that with Man City, with they have experience winning Premier League titles, yeah. which we haven't got yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Man City, they're 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 not too far away, are they? And they've they feel like they've had a, a you know really difficult month and. I think when they get Haaland back and um, some of their other, you know, some of their other players, I think I think they'll be okay. Um, and they certainly back themselves to to uh, to be in there with the fight. So yeah, it's, it's going to be difficult, I think. To, well, to... I mean, whatever I'm roughly saying with Villa, even though it's massively overachieved, I think. Yeah, yeah, it, fe- it feels that way because I don't think many people are expecting Villa to be this high up. Um, after 15 games, uh, 16 well, games. Well, we're going to talk about like, the Conference League game against Saritsky Mostar last night. Uh, What's your verdict from that game? Yeah, it, it was good to see some of the uh, some of the fringe players get a run out. Um, obviously, you know, Villa, Villa didn't win the game, but to, to, to draw is obviously the next best thing if you don't win a game. Um, yeah, look, I kind of, I thought they took it a little bit easy, having watched the game back now. Um, I obviously didn't watch the game live because I was I was at the Liverpool game, um, but but it, it seemed like yeah that they they were sort of taking it a little bit easy. There was no need to step up another gear because they'd already sort of got the job done um, and qualified out of the group and only needed a draw. So yeah, it was good to see some of the some of the other players getting back. You know, Ramsey starting. Um, Tommy O'Reilly coming off the bench, which was you know a nice moment for him. Um, yeah, and some of the others, Philip Marshall in goal, of course, as well. It's a good good chance to rest the players. Yeah, they need a rest. Yeah, I think this is the most incredible thing about Villa at the moment. They're managing to to mix a Europa Conference League campaign with the Premier League and 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 not really look tired yet. But at some point, surely they're going to need rest and. Um, you know, looking ahead to the Brentford game, potentially three or four players that that might be missing. So, um, you know, if, if those absentees start stacking up, it's going to become harder for Villa. Lovely, lovely, Emery. If you uh, prioritise the Premier League players, I think, I think can we do well that in the Premier League at the moment? But Second, and then your conference league. Yeah, it, it might might get to that stage. Uh, I suppose it depends how the Premier League results continue. But to go and win a competition, um, we'll try if it's fun to try if it's Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to go and win a competition, it's just uh, it's 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 what supporters want. Okay, getting into the Champions League is the bigger thing, but. There's just something, you know, wonderful about winning, winning something. So, let's... Uh... It'd be great to do both. 
yeah. I mean, what you know, why not? The, the Champions League thing, the Conference League as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the dream, and the FA Cup as well. well I think we could get with the Ritz Gamostar guy. It's all about getting the job done. I think we definitely did. We want a blockbuster stuff. It's boring. I get time going. Watch the guy very uneventful, really. Let me get the job done. That's matters. That's all that matters, isn't it? Getting the job done, getting through to the next one, um, and seeing where that takes Villa now. Because I think the visitors are risky. They're a very hard to break down. And we struggle to play through them. Because it's a Rinsky. He's a very similar guy to the Villa Park guy. Where they have a man behind him. But I think considering much possession, how much much possession, I don't think we used them almost enough in the final third. But the only thing I saw that game that was, that was pleased about Zonjero scored his, his first goal in the club. Yeah, that's going to help him, isn't it? He's a lovely fish, that was. Yeah. He trolled it very well as well. Yeah, great goal. We, we, I'd like to see a little bit more from him if he if he gets you know some more minutes in the, in the time set. Feel like he's the one player that we haven't really seen the con yet. Did you like so, the other? I haven't I had I haven't seen enough good moments from him yet. I think I'm, I'm waiting to see him really kickstart his, his Villa career. Well, let me score, score the goal at kick on Yeah, that, I mean that's what I mean. Hopefully that might be that might be what he needs. Look, you know, he'll be desperate to try and to try and earn a, a permanent move here. You know, so um, goals and assists and and good performances are, are the only way he's going to get that. So yeah, it might be a start for him, but yeah, I haven't seen enough from him yet. Do you agree with John again? He made made the effort with that goal. It's a great early cross. Like didn't expect it. If he jumps again, he shows his quality. Yeah, he just turns up every week, doesn't he? Now, you know, he, he, you just expect him to to play well now. Because with Emery, he improves a lot of players, but John begins flourish a bit like Emery. He has, yeah. He's probably the most improved player out of. Out of there's a lot, isn't there? You know, Konza. I, di I didn't know. I didn't think Konza had the ball playing qualities that that he's showing. Um, you got Leon Bailey. Bailey. I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of us wrote Bailey off, didn't we? Oh, well, those ones. I wrote him off as well. Yeah, you know, I hold my hands up and say that the first two seasons, I, I thought he wasn't good enough or cut out to to succeed at Villa, but. He's showing this season that he really is. He's an impact player. Because he has got a few times. But now he's even starting. 
Yeah, he deserves his place in the starting lineup now, doesn't he? He's he's performing better and more consistently than Moussa Diaba. Um, but what a what another great option to have off the bench. Oh, he's pace. He's got incredible pace. <laughs> yeah, incredible. So, Greg, I'm just going to drink a couple of water. Okay, that's fine. Take your time. We're going to talk about Sunday's game, Greg. What do you expect you from the Brentford game on Sunday? Well, every other time I've um, I've covered Villa and Brentford games, I've always been a bit nervous for Villa because they they're they're a bit of a bogey team for Villa, aren't they? But because in really recent we don't seem to seem to get results there. No, no, it hasn't hasn't gone very well over the years. Um, I think it'll be different this year. I'm, I haven't been too impressed with Brentford. Uh, obviously, lost to Sheffield United last time out. Feel like they're in. Feel like they're struggling. Feel like they're missing even even Tony a little bit. Um, and just yeah, just they haven't they haven't really got going have they this year. Brentford seems to get results. Good results against the big of the top six. <laughs> yeah. Which is not a good sign for Villa. <laughs> no, I don't think it'd be an easy guy. But with how well we're playing, with the, with the confidence we are, I, I think we'll about to get a good, a good result. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do too. I think I, I just I'm really confident every time Villa play now. You know, I feel like especially after last week. Um, you know, the, the Villa have just shown that they can beat literally any team in the division now. So. That's probably the the thing they might have to sort of deal with now. They might have to deal with the higher expectations, um, but we'll see. You know, I, I fancy them. I think I fancy them to go and win there. Yeah, because we're, we're the city and Arsenal, so that would give us a big boost going into that game. Also, I think it's a good good opportunity to get closer to the top of the tree. <laughs> yeah. Even just to get top half, uh, just at least. But mind you, never thought I got Maggie United at there. Yeah, Sunder. So yeah. they should, they should, they should be there. But we, we can be in the mix still. Don't keep on selling the mix. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you always look at the table, don't you, at Christmas, and uh, in a Villa are guaranteed now to be in the top four. I think uh, definitely in the top five, but. Uh, you know, they could be even higher and how good would that be to look at, you know, the table at Christmas and see them, you know, potentially. Well, it could be even be top, couldn't they? Because I always enjoy when I look at the big table. I used to scroll down all the time. <laughs> I'd scroll the way up now. <laughs> yeah. You only need the top half now. <laughs> <laughs> You'll change that record on Sunday. Because uh, we, we, get, we got a draw there last season. Yeah, was that under Gerard? Um, there was what we need, like, um, we don't do, do this with these. Ah, we yes. It's got that light like, tea, tea yeah, 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 I remember that, yeah. yeah. So, I think we're going to leave the better. We'll get three points this one. 
<laughs> yeah. That that would be the aim. Be a good grip rent for the bit for the bit of walls. Do you have a bit of a bit of bedside? I don't know, we're not home. We got we got a record against Brentford for that home. Pulling your line lines against Brentford. Yeah, it's it's always been a difficult place to go, hasn't it? You know, even at the old stadium, I remember going there a couple of times. Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I never really enjoyed going to the old stadium. The, the facilities weren't great, but Villa used to always lose as well, which you know didn't make the didn't make it an easy job having to write up things about it after. Well, <laughs> <laughs> going into this game, Villa have got two suspensions. Do you think we're we'll able to carry, to carry with Luca Dean and Doug Yeah, I think. Look, it'll be a good chance for Moreno, won't it, to come in and you know, he's, he's not had much time. Uh, not had much game time because of the injury set back for him. It, yeah, yeah, Villa don't, you know, Villa want to set a team and they've kind of got that now. Uh, so it will be difficult losing Louise Dina and I think Bailey and Tielemans are um, are going to be facing late, late fitness checks as well. So, yeah, this is, this is the time of the year that you really need the full squad anyway because... Typically, players are you know rotated a little bit or get more minutes, um, but, but yeah, I don't think that, I don't think they will miss Dean you too much. The thing is, because we've got enough quality, we've got a strong side. We are, yeah, a very strong squad, proper squad now. Because even the Douglas Louise and Luke and Dean, they're the crucial part of the team. Talk about to manage. We have players in the squad as well. Who can be, be utilised? Because we've got a lot of options on the bench as well. Yeah. But I think on Sunday, I look forward to seeing Alex Murray. Yeah, it's the obvious change, isn't it, for Dania? And I watched him get three bits against him off. He struggled a little bit, but I don't think that sort of game suited him, I don't think. Yeah, and no, he, he probably needs to build a bit of momentum, doesn't he? Because he's had a bit of time out. But I think he's almost back to his best. Yeah. And I think you're providing more. Attacking threat going forward as well. Also, Greg, Greg Mayner is a crucial part of securing seventh place last season. But then, obviously, you got Mayner as well. But what do you think is going to happen to you, Tiernan's? Do you think he'll slot into the Louise's position? I think it's the obvious change, but it's just whether he's fit. I think he was having an injury. I think he's got an injury issue that, that needs Tim to be does. Yeah. So if not, that, I'll be, I'll be back to you. He might do the alteration, maybe, if not. Yeah, I mean, there are other options, aren't there? Maybe dropping McGinn slightly further back and putting Ramsey in there. Or uh, you know, Dead Donny. You got, got Dead Donny. Yeah, he played on first, first, huh? 
Yeah, I mean, there, there are options, aren't there? You know, Dendong is the, the, the obvious other one. Uh, yeah, Callum Chambers even's played in that position if they're sort of really, really needed. Yeah, because we retain them at the moment. He's a lovely footballer, he's a great sign. You retain them as you get better and better. Yeah, he's, he's good. He's good fun to watch, isn't he? Yeah, he's, I like the way he can pick the passes, the, the clever passes forward. You know, there's, it's just he just offers something a little bit different to some of the other midfielders Villa have got. Good, he's very amazing. to pick up a pass. He gets a lot of assists as well. But I've actually in goals. So, so yeah, I'll be new to the tournament. Um, I think he's, he's very influential with the ball. Like, like he's, he, he controls the game. Oh, yeah. Like he controls the Yeah, he's an important player, isn't he? Well, the last question about the Brett game. What Brentford players do we need to, to be careful of? Um, well, I hope this doesn't sound too disrespectful, but I, I really haven't been I haven't been too impressed with Brentford this season from what I've seen. Um, I mean, I, I like Ethan Pinnock's story as, as a central defender who sort of worked his way up and I think he's having a decent season. Um, I do feel like they miss t- uh, Tony up front. And I, I, I just, feel, I don't, I don't see too many concerns for Villa. The, you know, this week, I feel like this is a, this is a game that they should go and win actually. Um, and there aren't, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I hope that doesn't sound too disrespectful towards Brentford, but I just don't think, I don't, there aren't too many concerns there. Because he was the Emperor, but he's injured. The Emperor, but is he injured? Is he? Sure, yeah, yeah, sure. Not to know a podcast. Yeah, I mean that that'll be a that'll be a lot a loss for them because yeah, he's he, he tends to perform quite well. But they yeah. got they got they got no one for turn either. Yeah, he's he's been out for a while, hasn't he? Suspended. So and also the players, all I think we should watch out for. Off that Wissa, he's a good player. Yeah, he did okay against Villa last year, didn't he? Uh, sorry, two seasons ago. Does it all guard? He's very under underrated. Yeah, I mean, look, they're they're, they're, a, they're a talented group group of players, and you know, make no mistake about that. I think they've been very good over the last couple of seasons. I just, I just haven't been impressed with them this year. You know, it's been to be very a very stuck. Season for them. Yeah, and four against Sheffield United, who were previously the worst team in the division. So, um, you know, it doesn't doesn't really bode well for them. I don't think. Well, you signed that gives me confidence for the Sunday. <laughs> oh, don't don't listen to everything I say. My was <laughs> <is> great. <laughs> I get a lot of them wrong. And also, we we that Janelle now because is he not? Yeah, not, Janelle, not, yeah, yeah. That's it. Is he? Where, where yeah. what country is from? Uh, is it German? On a journey somewhere like that, yeah. yeah. You know, oh, maybe not, maybe not. Um, no, I'm thinking of uh, Russ Leffler, the other guy. Yeah, I think, yeah, it might, it might be Scandinavian, yeah. 
Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get the points so so bad. I'm just get, get the winning keep, keep the win tablet. <laughs> That's it. Keep the fight. Well, well, great. Can you give me a score prediction for Sunderland? Yeah, I'm going to go Brentford nil, Villa three. That's a good prediction. I go 2 0. I go 2 0. I win. We're both confident now. Also, Greg, I know you know a lot of work I'm doing on my podcast. Yeah. But could you get spreading the word about it? Of course, yeah, no problem. Just if you need me to retweet anything, I can do that. No problem. Thank you. Before we finish off, Greg, I'll go have a look at just a few comments to finish off. Okay. It's hard to draw. I can't wait, wait for this one. My uncle, John Blair Evans, but yes, I am. Just the Walker Huggins crushed us to you both. You can get a record since every time in. I think it's second or second or third in the last 38 game. Do you believe you're going to the top? Do you want to answer that one first, Chad? Um, I think, well, my target Champions League, but. I think Ed wants to win, win many games as he can. I see, I see it takes us. So they'll look, they'll look here. With the one more. Yeah, don't get said, don't, don't get. They, they, he's offside play. Mm, yeah, that's a good point as well. Yeah, it is to be fair. Villa's offside. Uh, the way that they have mastered the the offside trap this season, well, the last last couple of seasons, um, is really impressive. So it does actually work in their favour in some ways. I just think VAR generally um, has become very annoying. Because the the you know, airport with the high the high line, we're probably the, probably the best in that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, very very impressive. Similar to that Spurs game. Hung me son. He could have could have hat trick. But the offside trap trap was Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Well well yeah, bring this episode so close. I really, really appreciate all the comments in the chat chat tonight. And please get get involved afterwards as, as well. The comments. Thank, thank you all for watching. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a like, subscribe to the channel, and please share. And let me know your thoughts in the comments section. And remember to keep your post notifications turned. 
Thank you so, so much, Greg, at all. Have a good game. Pleasure, Chad. Anytime. Happy to help you, mate. Time to wrap up the episode. We're up the villa. Just click it again.